0: you know when you have a show about gratitude you've got to be grateful for your sponsors and in that life of gratitude you know we all have guides somebody that guided us through our lives that made us appreciate those things that we have and that's why i'm so delighted and so grateful for our sponsor life guides life guides is a peer-to-peer community that helps people navigate through their day-to-day stressors by providing a place of empathy listening wisdom and support with a guide who has walked in your shoes experiencing the same challenge or life experience as you a true life guide and because you're listening to our gratitude podcast if you go to their website lifeguides.com forward slash schedule a demo and add the code healthy 2021 the code is healthy 2021 in the free text box you'll get two months of their services for free two months for free so Sign up, show your team you care, get a life guide, be grateful for those guides in your life as I am grateful for our sponsor, Life Guides. Hey everybody, welcome to Leading with Gratitude Live. I'm your host, Chester Elton, the Apostle of Appreciation, coming to you live and in color from the Gratitude Epicenter of the Universe, Summit, New Jersey. Not everybody knows that. And we're delighted that you're going to give us 30 minutes of your day. We know you're really busy. We love our gratitude community. We post our gratitude uh, photos every day on LinkedIn. We've got our leading, we've got our gratitude journal newsletter that over 130,000 of you have subscribed to. So we love the community. We love that you're giving us a little time. You know, we always say, look, give us 30 minutes. We'll give you 30 minutes of great information, great inspiration and a roadmap to a life of gratitude, not only at work, in your personal life as well. And it's all brought to you by the wonderful people at Methods Of. You know, we love our sponsor. If you're investing in yourself to be a great leader, no better place than to go to methodsof.com. Great courses by Sally Helgeson, How Women Rise, Marshall Goldsmith, the world's greatest executive coach. We've got a wonderful course there on teamwork. Well, for listening to our show today, if you subscribe to the annual membership, all you got to do is put in gratitude twenty twenty two. That's gratitude twenty twenty two, and you get a fifty percent discount. It's it's a great deal. Well, listen, we've got a wonderful guest for you here today. Let me tell you a little bit about the amazing Roberta Hughes. Roberta is the founder and lead instructor at Peaceful Living. A boutique hybrid studio that conveys a delicate and personalized peaceful living instruction through customized Pilates, meditation, and yoga classes. Peaceful Living grants clients a way to filter out life's pressures through a delicate and highly personalized approach through its live streams and on-demand classes. Its nurturing and customized approach guides clients who desire to change their relationship with stress. And boy, do we need to change our relationship with stress these days. Now, as you listen to the wonderful Roberta, you're going to have questions. You're going to ask about how you can better manage your stress. Put those questions in the little chat box. We'll go to our question command center in Wichita, Kansas, with the incredibly talented JP. JP, always good to have you on the show. (laughs) Well, after all is said and done, we want to hear from the lovely, the talented, Roberta Hughes, a founder at Peaceful Living. Welcome to the show, Roberta. We're delighted to have you here today.
1: It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me, Chester. No,
0: no, listen, our pleasure. You know, peaceful living, you just think about that right now in all the chaos, all the stress, stress all the pressure. Everybody needs a little more peaceful living these days. So, why don't you talk to me about your personal journey to peaceful living and how you got where you are today?
1: I started this journey when I became a mother at the age of 25, and I needed the opportunity throughout the day to restore my energy, and I started creating bits of time for myself to make sure that I got rest, that I got outside, that I got up every day, got myself ready, and even though there wasn't a routine of going to work, leaving the home, I was taking care of children. I, I tried to create structure and practices that would keep me feeling nurtured, regardless of what a day might bring.
0: That is so great. You know, we talked to a lot of people about their journey to finding peace, you know, whether it's gratitude practices or rituals. I mean, I love that you've got flowers and a candle burning behind you. I mean, it just seems so so zen. And you know what's really interesting about about the show, Robert, is we get people that tune in from all over. You know, Liliana from Tucson, Arizona, uh, Joni from Michigan, uh, Valentina from Houston, uh, Lisa from Austin, Texas, Stephen from Las Vegas, Natalie from Bend, Oregon. So, All across the country, people are saying, okay, I need more peaceful living. I need more tranquility. So how do you get people started? Like what's step one to a life of peaceful living?
1: Step one is to intentionally move yourself to the top of your list. Nobody else can do that for you. So as long as you are waiting for conditions to be ideal, to give yourself the time that you need, It'll never happen and you'll continue to be burdened by stress. Stress. So, moving yourself to the top of your list and making yourself a priority, that's step number one.
0: Great. You know, we always, it was so interesting. We've got a, my co author, Adrian Gostick, and I, we have a, a podcast called Anxiety at Work. And we were interviewing a wonderful um, chief human resource officer at L'Oreal, uh, Stéphane Carbonier. And he said their motto, at work is you can't pour from an empty cup. Which and and I love that expression, right? You've got to take care of yourself first. So step 1 is put yourself as a priority. Then you talk about a lot about personal rituals. Is is that step yes. 2 to create the, you know a roadmap for it? and what are some of those personal rituals that you recommend?
1: So step 2 re- creating your own rituals, you need to customize the rituals for yourself and your rituals need to speak to you. So the things that work for me may not be the same things that work for you, Chester, because we're different human beings. We're all unique in our needs. And just by reading what other people are doing and trying to put those practices into place, it's probably not going to feel authentic and it's not going to feel like it's making a difference in your life. And that's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because you may not have the right tools in your toolbox to really nourish yourself and bring yourself to a place of peace
0: so that one size doesn't fit all makes a lot of sense to me um and as you've you know dealt with a lot of people and helping them get their rituals what are some of the more unusual personal rituals that you've come across that are really kind of unique can you share any of those with us
1: I have several on my website. I have Zen breaks, which are these little nuggets of time where you can reset your focus. They're short guided meditations anywhere from two minutes to five minutes long. I created these because this is how I started my own meditation practice. Sometimes just one minute a day, sometimes one minute three times a day because I had a busy life. I had children. I had the world going on around me, sometimes one minute was all I could do. So Zen breaks, and then a practice that has been come, become near and dear to my heart over the years is yin yoga. This does take a little more time and energy and understanding, but once you understand the philosophy of yin yoga and you understand how to do it, you too can just do one minute to five minutes with one single pose rather than carving out time for a whole class.
0: So, okay. The skeptic in me says one minute, really? Like one minute can make a difference. I mean, so what am I doing for the one minute other than trying to not be distracted?
1: Well, you're intentional. You might be focusing on your breath. You might be focusing on a word. Coming up here in a few minutes, if you'd like, I can lead you through a short one-minute guided meditation, and we can see how it feels. But one minute planted throughout the day trains the brain to start refocusing and resetting itself. And the more often you do that, over time, that one minute might become two minutes, or the two minutes might become three And I call this making an investment in your spiritual bank account. So when you do one minute a day versus 30 minutes one time a month, you're going to accrue more time over time because the benefits of that time spent is going to to plant a seed and grow and prosper. Where if you stay away from it and then try to dive in all at once and get a huge exposure, That practice isn't going to stay in your life. It's not going to take up root and it's not going to make a difference.
0: You know, the more you talk, the more I kind of like that because, you know, we're all uh, attention deficit people. And I think I could curve out one minute. And like you say, that leads you to that discipline. Well, we've got some great questions coming in. So I want to go to JP in a question command center because uh, we want to welcome Diana uh, from Atlanta. Uh, your leap from uh, Costa Rica. And we even have Stefan from Luxembourg tuning in. So so JP, a um, couple of interesting questions
2: in the chat box. Have at it. Hey, uh, so well, we just got a brand new question in from Lisa too that I'm going to move to the top of the stack. She asks, how do you practice keeping your mind quiet because her mind wanders? And it's because I have this very same problem. <laughs> I think we all you have, have that to problem, give your- right?
1: You have to give your mind something to do. So I would love to lead everybody that's on and curious just through a short meditation. So let your gaze settle. Let your eyes settle on one object or close altogether. And begin to notice your breath. Feel the breath coming in through your nose. Notice how deeply it travels into the body without force. And notice the breath as it moves up and out through the nose. Feel how the muscles in the body naturally restrict and soften to move the breath up and out. Follow your next inhale as it comes in. Follow your next exhale as it moves out. And since this is leading with gratitude, begin to think of the word gratitude in your mind. With this word gratitude, notice any feelings that rise up. And begin to see the people and the things in your life that you're grateful for. Almost like you're watching a movie. now again become aware of your breath and open your eyes so i would love to know how that felt for anyone who tried it especially for you chester if you gave it a try
0: i i did i did i kept my eyes open because you said stare at something right and it's it's so interesting and i love that you brought gratitude in, into that practice uh, for me, that's an easy step. And you know, it's so interesting. You said picture those people, and I pictured Christy Lawrence, you know, who monitors all our stuff for the show. I pictured JP in Wichita, Kansas. I pictured Brent, our producer, in Austin, Texas. With Brent, it was interesting. I pictured him eating a, a Cadbury uh, chocolate bar. We sent him some chocolates <laughs> the other day, and I know he likes that. And you know, it's interesting. And I pictured you, Roberta. You know, leading this really simple little practice and I I just felt my shoulders relax isn't that interesting just I felt it you know it's kind of decompressed I, I I love this uh Dinah who, who you know said relaxing is what it felt like and you're right it was just a minute wasn't it it was just a yes, minute
2: it was well we're getting
0: getting some great stuff in the chat here so I'm gonna go back to JP so what else have you got for us JP from the The gratitude community.
2: Uh, Well, I have to admit, I think I started to drool a little bit because I sat so still for a minute straight. I'm (laughs) So um, thank you for that. So one of the questions is, I feel like I can't escape the chaos in my personal or professional life. How do I maintain peace in a storm?
1: This is where those little one minute seeds of peace come into play because If you're looking for big pieces of time, big nuggets of time, and life is busy and crazy and moving all around you, those big chunks of time are not available. And waiting for them to become available will just keep the chaos spinning around you and keep you right in the center of it. You have to be intentional and practice removing yourself, even if it's just for a minute or five minutes. Move yourself to the top of your list put yourself on your calendar, and be modest in your approach. So maybe pick one thing that you're going to do to start practicing more peaceful moments in your life. If it's a Zen break, you have that Zen break right on your phone, right on your computer. You've scheduled it into your day. You're going to take those two minutes, those five minutes, press play, reset, and then go back in. And you'll be surprised If you continue to do this and plant those seeds, you'll be more productive, you'll feel less stressed, you'll be sleeping better, and you'll be feeling better in your body.
0: Such wonderful advice. So what you're talking about is you really need to be disciplined about it, don't you? I mean, like you say, put it on your calendar. Make sure you carve out the time. That's key, isn't
2: it?
1: It is. You know, discipline, intentionality. I think all of us have the desire to make time for ourselves, but unless we are disciplined about it, just like any other practice, it's not going to happen. Or it will happen so sporadically that it's not going to feel like it makes a difference.
0: You know what I find so interesting? Because I've started to meditate more, you know, and I have a little app and I try to carve out that time. I try to do it first thing in the morning and last, you know, at the end of the day. That the way you painted that picture of watch the movie of the people you're grateful for, you know, it's so fun. We've got uh, Joe from Boston. He says, breathing and gratitude seem to go so easily together. And then he it gives me a little winky emoji. He says, I can still smell the popcorn from watching my movie of gratitude, which, and, and that can happen, can it? I mean, all your senses can kind of kick in if you really do kind of lose yourself in that meditation, can't it?
1: Yeah, you know, the more rich you make it, the more creativity you bring to the process. I think JP said she was drooling because she was, you know, (laughs) watching that movie and eating her popcorn. Um, The more color you can add, the more your brain is going to be involved. And when your brain is involved in this process of watching your gratitude reel, for example, it's not thinking about all of the other things and it's not being held down by the stresses, by your to-do list, by um, expectations, by all of the things that you're required and need to do during the day, like just saying that makes me feel heavy, right? Because my brain is now, okay, it needs to be on alert. It needs to be ready to go. But if I just take a breath and think about the things that I'm grateful for, if I focus on my breath, if I slow the pace on purpose, it alters the full experience. And the more involved my brain can get in slowing that reel down, the more relaxed my mind becomes. Yeah, yeah.
0: JP, some great chatter in the, in the chat box, people sharing their experiences and so on. Um, I know you've got another question. but I really love your impression, JP, of what's going on in the chat box. People really are chiming in about their meditation practices and how it makes them feel.
2: It is. I think you got everyone so calm, you then created positive energy <laughs> in the chat. And so you've created this great conversation going on. So uh, Dean has commented that he is sold on meditation since he got a Yura ring, if I'm saying that right, I've seen those advertised, um, because he sees the positive numbers in his health from doing the meditation. And um, Joe, one of our favorite listeners from um, new, is he in New England, Boston, I think, he asked, what exercise is best at work for that one moment of calm?
0: Oh, good question.
1: This is, where, this is where I think the Zen breaks are useful. And someone else asked, do you need to have guidance for the Zen break or can you do them on your own? And I would say it depends on your comfort level. If you are not used to meditating, having someone guide you through the process takes the responsibility off of you. If it's something that you're used to doing, sometimes it still feels good to be guided. I know as a teacher myself, anytime I can be taught by somebody else, it completely relieves my brain of that responsibility. So at your desk, you can put on something that guides you. My Zen breaks are perfect for this. I don't want to keep promoting them, but... um, All my Zen break is, is one picture and then audio. So you can put in your AirPods, you can listen. It'll look like you're just looking at a picture on your screen. Most of them are nature scenes, very relaxing, very serene. If that's not available to you, find one object or bring an object to work that you can put on your desk. And this object will be your reminder It's time for a Zen break. Set a timer on your phone, on your watch for one minute, however many minutes you choose. The time will be taken care of for you. And then you have this object for you to settle your gaze on and maybe just go through the gratitude meditation that we just did and let those faces and objects of gratitude show up like you're watching a movie.
0: That is so great. So tell us where we can go find more. Give us your website and your Instagram and all that good stuff so people can find these great little Zen breaks. Yes.
1: Yeah, so on my website, it's peaceful, And under classes, I have live stream classes, an on-demand library. That's where the Zen breaks live. On Instagram, I'm at Roberta underscore peaceful living and then on Facebook, Roberta Peaceful Living. If you reach out to me through any of those modes, you can email me from my website. What I love to do is help give people tools that are useful, and it can be so overwhelming when you're trying to add a new practice like meditation, self-care, creating your daily rituals. I help people through that process i can be your guide i can choose the pieces for you you can go put them into practice and if they're not working then we go back to the drawing board because so many of us don't have the time to create these practices for ourselves or to figure out what's going to work so i love to do that part for others
0: oh that's great that's great you know uh, janice is dying to ask you one more question so let's go back to wichita kansas the uh, jp
2: Uh, Yes, I'm hoping there are other people who have other alignment with this because I resonate with this. What can I do to get calm while being active? Sometimes it's hard to sit still, but I still want to get in that mental um, mindset of being calm, but I want to do it while out walking or running or exercising or something outside. Tell me how you do that.
1: So every day I take a walk in nature and rather than being on my phone or listening to a podcast, I try to listen to the sounds of nature. Listening to the sounds of nature, even just taking your shoes off, going out into the yard, walking barefoot in the grass slowly and really just watching your feet move through the grass. The more you can narrow your lens and tune in to the activity at hand, and again, the richer you can bring creativity to that experience with your mind, So maybe the mind is picking up on the color of the grass or the sounds of the birds. You're tuning out everything else and you're narrowing that lens and allowing the mind to participate in this process of becoming connected, coming grounded, and becoming more focused on the present moment.
0: Just such simple and great advice. Roberta. You know, you, you have such a calming way about you. I think we should just listen to your voice. <laughs> the, my, my, my now meditation photo is just going to be you in that little box in the gratitude. Hey, I want to give one last shout out to our, our sponsor, Methods Of. You know, uh, we talk a lot about investing in yourself and investing in your mental health. Well, invest in your leadership journey at MethodsOf.com. And, you know, if you sign up for their annual uh, membership, by just putting in gratitude2022 you can get a 50% discount on great courses on teamwork and executive coaching and how women rise in marketing from some of the best minds uh in the world so take a screenshot it's methodsof.com 50% discount hey um you talk a lot about resilience Roberta and there's a lot of talk about that you know with covid and so on we've only got like 4 minutes to go so i want to try to get all this stuff in that you and i talked about before we went Went live. How does how does this meditation and went on? How does it help you be more resilient, particularly with the chaos that you know we we think we just threw COVID and then war breaks out? Um, talk to us about resilience and your resilience practice.
1: So resilience is something that we can practice on purpose, and with Yin Yoga, Yin Yoga is an opportunity to settle into discomfort on purpose. And it gives you the opportunity to explore your relationship to things that are uncomfortable. If we think about resilience as being our ability to recover more efficiently and quickly to things that are difficult, to times of strife, to times of struggle, the more you practice that when the risk is low, the more capable and able you will be to be resilient when things get stirred up, when things are highly stressful, when trauma shows up in your life, when grief shows up in your life. So practicing every single day or at least a couple of times a week, again, you're going to keep training up that skill set and be more prepared when things fall apart.
0: It's kind of building up that muscle memory is what you're doing, right? The more you practice, the it's better you It's just like get.
1: training a muscle, yes. And I say this a lot to people that If you're an athlete, you understand, say you're a marathon runner, you know that the very first time you ran, you didn't run a marathon. You had to learn how to run a mile and then a 5K and then a 10K. And then when you were training for your marathon, it was these little nuggets and then occasionally a long stretch of practice. Training up your resilience, training up your focus, training up your ability to be at peace is like training a muscle. Finding practices that are effective for you, practicing them often in shorter periods of time, and then longer stretches every so often prepares you for that big moment. And the thing with life is we never know when that big moment is going to arise. We don't know when war is going to strike. We don't know when a relationship may collapse. We don't know when a loved one may be taken from us. So being able to practice every single day prepares you for those bigger moments that we don't want to face, but we will face at some point as living human beings.
0: Oh, excellent. Hey, listen, we've got two minutes to go. So in uh, 30 seconds or less, what are you grateful for today?
1: Oh, I'm grateful for my family, for my home, for the opportunity to be here with you, Chester, for your team of experts that is allowing us to be live and on camera all over the world. Um, I'm always grateful for the opportunity to connect with people from all over. I teach a weekly class on Insight Timer, and I have people join that class from all over India, Denmark, the united states canada so anything that we can do to bring ourselves together in community for me is a moment of gratitude
0: excellent well we've been talking with roberta hughes she is the founder of mindfulliving.com. follow her on instagram A follower on Facebook, if you need to calm down, if you need some great Zen practices, nobody better than Roberta Hughes. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. We wanna give a little shout out to our publisher. You know, this show is based on our book, Leading with Gratitude. It's available at fine bookstores everywhere. Alan Mulally said that he loved, loved, loved this book. The guy that saved the Ford Motor Company and a not so subtle call to action. Buy me, buy me, buy me. Follow us on LinkedIn, sign up for our gratitude journal. And again, listen, thank you so much, Roberta, for being on the show. We have a tradition. We turn up the music and we dance it out. So give us your best, you know, video conference, the dance moves, and we will see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love our gratitude community. Thanks to Christy. Thanks to JP. Thanks to Roberta. And the world's greatest online producer, Brent Klein in Austin, Texas. Thanks so much, everybody. Be kind, be grateful be well yeah. 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 Yeah.